welcome to the crime chat. I am your forensic femme fatale. Natalie is your true crime addict connoisseur. We're just two girls who recently took a career aptitude quiz. And I love a good quiz girl. Yes. And based on our personality, the test revealed that we would be very successful in two career choices. One, nuclear physicist. And two, okay. porn director. <laughs> Love it. But for fun, we obsess about dark crimes, evil minds, and occasionally the unknown. Yes. And here's your disclaimer, chatters. The Fallen Crime Chat contains adult content and descriptions of potentially violent scenarios. Scenarios? Your listener discretion is advised. You have been <laughs> warned. Before we get into today's crime chat, what have you done this week? So I'm on my second truly. So my um, scenarios, uh, if that's why. <laughs> Uh, so, so the last time we were both halfway through the the bad vegan. Mm-hmm. I know we both finished mm-hmm. it. What threw me is she got out of jail. She called the motherfucker. Yeah, and was like, "Hey, so I'm out of jail." Like she's flirting with him. Yes. I was like, "Oh my lord, yeah. is this gonna be a part two? Because I can't, I can't handle it." Some people enjoy being that damsel in distress. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I I felt for her, but then as it kind of went on, I was like, "Well, yeah." I no. Uh, so the other thing that we've been watching, and because my husband is a firefighter, and with that become uh, an amazing cook, uh-huh. um, we've been watching a show called The Chef Show. It's out on Netflix. It's got a couple of different like volumes or seasons. It's hosted by John Favreau. I guess one of his really good friends' name is Ron Choi. He's a chef. Specializes in Korean food, but he's very eccentric, I guess, and, and does a lot of different things. Anyways, extremely entertaining. Like, not just learning about the food, but also the guests that they had. They've had Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, the one that was really funny is they had Seth Rogen Ooh, I love him. on there. They had an episode where they went to Las Vegas and Wolfgang Puck was on there. Okay. That guy, kind of an ass. Is he? I'll say. Kind of. But he owns it. Like, he's like, I know I'm good. Like, like, I, I've made a name for myself. Like, he owns his stuff. You know what I mean? Cocky. He's cocky. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But anyway, so they do anything between, like, food truck stuff. And they the last couple ones we watching we watched were, like, bakers and making their unique cakes and cookies and everything mm-hmm. like that. So it's just, it's entertaining. You know what I mean? It's not just, like, a regular cooking show. Right. And it's not like Gordon Ramsay, which is my husband's, like, favorite person, where he's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I love him. He's a badass. <laughs> no, I know. He is. He really is. But he looks like a teddy bear. I know. (laughs) So I think uh, Hubs is getting some really good food ideas and I'll have to let you know. Okay. So what about you? So this week I binged watched the Inventing Anna on Netflix. I know of it. Like it's on my, I think I put it on my list, but I haven't watched it yet. How is it? So it's about the fake German heiress. Her name is Anna Sorkin, but she went by Anna Delvey. Mm -hmm. She went to New York City and she basically pawned millions and millions of dollars. Is this a true story? Yeah. Okay. She did an interview and she was like, I didn't do anything wrong. They wanted to give me the money. But the series is fictional based on the story. It's not like a documentary, like Bad Vegan. No. Okay. Interesting. Okay. I didn't realize that. The actress, I give her credit. She did a good job, but her accent, really off. Like a German accent? It's so odd, I would not describe it as a German accent. I would say you need to hear it. Okay. You need to hear it, listen to it, and say, I don't know what that is. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. It's interesting. 
Oh, so I have a crime chat follow-up to the Marvin Gaye crime chat. Oh, okay. Okay. So I mentioned Pharrell Williams and Robin Thicke were sued by the Gaye family, right, for copyright infringements? Uh-huh for one of his songs. Well, I also found out that in 2019, Ed Sheeran was also being sued for copyright infringement for his song, Thinking Out Loud. Really? And it's similarities to Let's Get It On. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. So I wasn't able to find a ruling as far as like what the final outcome was. But the last update I saw was from September of 2021. The judge said that the copies that were submitted for the trial Mm -hmm. for the comparison were basically inconclusive. And the plaintiff had 30 days to resubmit the baseline mm-hmm. songs yeah. and kind of like resubmit them. I tried to find out if there was a conclusion. I couldn't find anything. But as of now, it looks like it might be waiting like a final order or final trial. Other than that, hmm. good luck, Ed Sheeran. I don't, I thought about it all day. I really don't think those songs sound alike. Like I could see the, hap, you know, um, Blurred Lines. Mm-hmm. Yes. I could see that one. But I, I don't know how Thinking Out Loud and Let's Get It On is similar. Like I tried and I'm like, uh-huh. uh-huh. But anyways, good luck, Ed Sheeran. Yeah, good luck, Ed Sheeran. We'll see. Uh, and that wasn't the only one. There, I guess maybe they're just kind of so happy in the infringements on all of Marvin Gaye's songs. So I bet so. But uh, the one thing I have been doing this entire week mm-hmm. after the last episode, mm-hmm. I've been listening to um, Marvin Gaye songs. Yes, all week. <laughs> And no, the more I listened to him, the more I was like, oh, okay. I didn't realize that. Like, I know this song, and I know this song, and I uh-huh. know this song. Like, you don't, yeah, yeah, just didn't click, maybe. Oh, my God. And there's a picture of him that's posted in the uh, advertisement for the episode. Mm-hmm. He was such a handsome very, guy. Very handsome Oh, my God. Man. His eyes were like the windows to his soul. I also posted oh. a bunch of pictures on Patreon. Okay. I can't wait to see it. Um, one of them I found was from his funeral, mm. and from the viewing of his funeral so yeah and again rest in peace Marvin Gaye yes rest in peace we love you but for this week we've got a uh, part of our sinful spirits I'm excited we do I was trying to find some like sleep related urban legends to go along with your story uh, your crime chat for today mm-hmm. and all I could find was the same story <laughs> <laughs> so I tried I tried not to do too much into it because I don't know what you're actually going to get into uh-huh. so instead I did some digging into like some weird sleep facts right okay that I thought it might be a interest are you ready for some of these myths to be blown out of the water let's do it so these myths um are going to be from the sleepfoundation.org the first one is a myth your body gets used to sleeping less and actually that's not true the lack of sleep takes a toll over your brain and you can't get used to it after a few nights of insufficient sleep you'll probably be sleepy during the day and then sleep deprivation sleep deprivation affects your decision making memory focus and creativity uh which is also probably why i'm slurring over my words (laughs) Myth number two, many adults need five or less hours of sleep. Mm. Now, recommendations have varied over the years, but experts say now that seven to nine hours of sleep is sufficient, like is what you need. So I'm not crazy. No. Are, are my favorite place is my bed. Good. For sleeping purposes. <laughs> People think I'm crazy. I'm like, I love to sleep. I enjoy relaxing. And so I'm not crazy. No, you're not. But there is a very small number, like one in four million, which is Uh a very, very, very small number of people who can sleep less naturally and then still wake up refreshed. So like the people who get like five, maybe six hours. Now, I usually sleep because I have a a Fitbit. So I track my sleep and everything. Uh Six to seven hours. I know I don't get enough sleep. Girl, I have a story, okay, about one of those sleep recording apps. Oh, yeah. 
So I don't know what I was thinking one night. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to download this. And it had like a seven day free trial. So I can see. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I was thinking. I'm like, I'm just going to. It records your sleeping and then it turns Mm -hmm. on and it records the sounds if you snore or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the morning, I wake up. I'm like, oh, I have seven different sleep patterns. And they recorded Mm -hmm. what was happening. Mm -hmm. So like the first one was I I fell asleep with my TV on. So it was like the TV. Uh, Second one was like me rolling over. But then like the fourth one in there was a voice (gasps) talking it wasn't you and it wasn't mine are you sure yeah i'm sure oh my god i figured it out fucking alexa (gasps) okay fucking alexa that bitch (laughs) she's listening to me right now okay It must have started recording after she first said, oh, by the way, this is <gasps> like those notifications. And it didn't wake you up. It didn't wake me up. And it and the, the app must have started recording like in the middle of that sentence. So I only got the end of it. She freaked me out. I was shivering. I'm like, who the fuck knock into my bedroom? And she knows we're talking about her. She's Alexa. spinning right now. She's listening to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. So the third myth is how long you sleep is all that matters. Now, while duration is important quality of sleep is also critical this includes avoiding like sleep disruptions right Uh for me other than getting to get up and go to the bathroom a couple times a night my husband a fireman his pager goes off i remember the first time after we got married and his freaking pager went off it scared the bejesus out of me like yeah i was jumping and cussing and what is happening right now (laughs) i mean i'm guess i'm not really used to it you know almost 13 years later i can't say you really get used to it because Uh When it activates, like, it's very startling. Yeah. It depends on the volume his pager is set at. (laughs) Even just a couple weeks ago, it had gone off at some point in the night. And how his pager works is if his station gets activated and you don't like cut it off uh-huh. it, it any other station after that like you hear everything and it was like four maybe like four four thirty in the morning it was going off and going off and going off like you could just hear him talking back and forth and then he reached over and like turned it off and i was like thank you <laughs> okay so the next myth it doesn't matter when you sleep as long as you sleep enough hours and this is important for those who like maybe are night shifters right yeah so recent studies show the time you go to sleep does matter sleeping at night helps align the body's internal clock which is actually important important to your quality of sleep, mental health, cardiovascular function, metabolism, and other key elements of your overall health. Really? Yeah. Here you go. You said you were sleeping, you were moving at night, right? So uh-huh. a good sleeper doesn't move at night, and that's a myth. Oh. Minor movements actually happen during a normal healthy sleep, but when movements become concerning or when they're prolonged or chronic, when they're abnormal like sleepwalking, mm-hmm. when they're aggressive or violent, which mm-hmm. I'll say I've, I've had some aggressive movements at night, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, when they're bothered to your partner or causing any other type of like nighttime awakenings like it's something where you just kind of like yeah another myth is that your brain shuts down during sleep Uh no our brain just like is even more like overactive during our sleep and these patterns of activity can change during the different stages of sheep sheep (laughs) bad well you're counting sheep right (laughs) That's right. There you go. So in REM or the rapid eye movement, Uh brain activity increases to levels similar to like being awake, which is why it's critical for effective thinking, memory, emotional processing, that kind of thing. Another myth is that dreaming only happens during REM, but it actually can happen during any phase of your sleep. It's just most vivid during your REM cycle. Yeah. And we spoke about that with the the art form surrealism. Yeah. They were trying to reimagine what they dreamt. Yep. Actually got another little thing 
thing about dreaming here in a bit. Nope. Another myth is the more sleep is always better. Now, we like to think that more sleep, we feel better, but sleeping too much can still also cause problems as well as not sleeping enough, just like in general. Mm -hmm. Those who are recovering from an illness may need a little bit of extra sleep. However, excessive sleep generally can just be um, like an underlining health problem and in actually increases mortality rates. So you can't sleep too much, girl. Well, I guess because you, your body needs to get up and function and move and... Right, exactly. Uh, so number nine, the myth is snoring isn't harmful and you can't do anything about it anyways, which... That is not true. Occasional snoring isn't really a problem, but it can become an issue when it becomes loud and frequent, like me. Are you? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I was diagnosed with mild sleep apnea. Uh -huh. My husband would be like, you're snoring, like it, to the point where he was getting up and going into his man cave to go to bed yeah. and sleep because I was waking him up. And then he also noticed a couple times I stopped breathing. There was one time specifically, like before I started really looking into it when I stopped breathing and like I woke up gasping for air. It was the scariest thing. Yeah. Obstructive sleep apnea is actually a serious breathing um, disorder that can prevent a person from taking in the amount of oxygen that's needed. So mine isn't to the point where like I need a CPAP or anything. I wear yeah. a mouth guard. It's called a snore guard, which basically opens up my jaw uh -huh. while I sleep because mine is more so because I have a reverse curve in my spine, which closes my... So instead of the, the spine being natural curve, right. it goes opposite. Oh. So that kind of anatomically it closes my... Right. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then the last myth is adults sleep more with age. Now they nap, I think. You know, elderly people, you see them napping all the time. Mm -hmm. But aging can affect sleep patterns. Older adults usually sleep mm -hmm. a lot less than younger people and that's due to a couple different things. Mostly like arthritis, pain, that kind of thing that can keep some of the some of them up, which is also why they may need to nap during the day. Huh. But why is it everybody in Florida over the age of 70 is up at 4 a.m.? <laughs> because they sleep less. But they're in, uh, well, you know what? Okay, they're early bird specials at 4. Yep. They get they get their dinner. They're in bed by like 8, 9 o'clock. 8, yeah. I guess so. Yeah, Their their cycle is different. Yeah. Yeah. So in addition to these myths, I also found another list with some really strange sleep facts that I couldn't resist. Um, they're from dream.co.uk, so our Great Britain friends out there. So the first fact is that within five minutes of waking up, 50% of your dream is forgotten. That's what I was talking about like before. Like you for people who are dreaming, like half the time within five minutes you forget what you dreamt about. It happens to me all the time. Like I know I dreamt about something. I was like, yeah, this weird dream last night, but I can't remember it. Isn't that weird? So after an additional five minutes, 90% of your recollection is gone. Wow. Two thirds of a cat's life is spent sleeping. Kit Kat. Uh, this cat is not. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was this cat. <laughs> uh, number three, pain tolerance is reduced by sleep deprivation. Cutting a person's sleep in half dramatically reduces pain, but experts aren't sure why. So if you sleep less, you have less physical pain? Yeah, but then you're also, all those other issues we talked about before start coming into effect. The memory loss and like, the, you know, that kind of thing. So it's just like double-edged sword, right? Uh -huh. Number four, the record for the longest period without sleep, 11 Days. Is it though? Oh, 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 you're going to get into that. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> so student Randy Gardner set a record in 1964 where he experienced extreme sleep deprivation and others have died staying awake for a lot less days. Why do you die? Like there's so much there. Like you're not sleeping. Doesn't mean you're yeah. not eating. You're not drinking water. There's one coming up. It says actually that uh, food is not as important as sleep. 
when it comes to survival. Um, so number five says it's common for deaf people to use sign language while they sleep. I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought about that either. Dysania is a state of finding it hard to get out of bed in the morning. Dysania? Yeah. I think that's a beautiful name. <laughs> it's actually it's it's actually a form of chronic fatigue syndrome. Okay which is a, a medical condition um, and not just the fact that you don't want to get out of bed and go to work. <laughs> Number seven is parasomnia. That's a term that refers to unnatural movements during your sleep. Some have committed crimes in this stage to include driving and murder. I think it's an excuse. I think so too. I was I was sleeping. I was sleeping. I didn't know I murdered that person. I didn't know I stabbed them 35 times. Right, there was a, there was a case not so long ago, I think in Florida of, of a course. guy, yes, in Florida, where he killed his roommate, a girl, and that was his excuse. That was his defense, that he was sleepwalking. I was sleeping? Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. So other times that happen when you sleep, have you ever had that jerk sensation? Yes. Like when you're falling asleep? Uh -huh. So it's called hypnic jerks, and they're actually perfectly healthy. Studies find that an increase of anxiety, caffeine, or physical activity close to your bedtime actually may cause more of this. But they're also more frequent in younger people and kind of go away as you get older. Okay. Uh, about 15% of the population are sleepwalkers. And it's a myth that you shouldn't wake someone while sleepwalking. You can actually wake that person while they're sleepwalking. Because you know, you've heard that before, right? Like, oh, you shouldn't wake them when they're sleepwalking. Yeah, but what exactly are we afraid of them doing? I don't know. You know what? At this point, I just want to do it. I want to see. <laughs> Is it unhealthy for what them? Are, are they going to be violent? What are you going to do about it? Like, come on. I think maybe they do get violent. I don't no, I, but apparently it's just a myth anyway. So go ahead, wake them up when they're sleepwalking. And then the last one goes back to what we were just talking about. Sleep deprivation will kill you more quickly than food deprivation. Studies have shown that sleep is actually more important than food for the short term. Okay, what about wine deprivation? What happens when you stop drinking wine? Mm. The onset of withdrawal symptoms may include hand tremors, retching, excessive sweating, restlessness, and anxiety. Withdrawal symptoms will continue. You'll have alcohol cravings, reduced energy if feel low or depressed and your sleep is also likely going to be disturbed oh my god <laughs> the sleep foundation actually said that alcohol is a central nervous system depressant that causes brain activity to slow down uh -huh. alcohol has a sedative effects that include feelings of like relaxation and sleepiness right you get that and you're just like yeah i'm super chill uh -huh. but the consumption of alcohol especially when it's in excess has been linked to poor sleep quality and duration so while a glass of wine may help you relax right it can if you consume it too close to bedtime, it actually can lead to poor sleep quality and like a foggy wine over in the morning. I remember times where I drink a lot where I'm like, why am I up at five o'clock in the morning? Uh -huh. Why am I awake? And I'm just wide awake. I want to go back to sleep, but I'm wide awake. Right. That makes sense now. Well, your body's burning off. I, it, wine has a lot of sugar. My grandfather mm -hmm. used to drink, remember the old coffee percolators? Yeah. He used to drink an entire percolator worth of, because I mean, it wasn't that big, but he would go yeah. and he would drink it and then he would go to go to bed. Wow. I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I hope this is a good introduction into kind of like what you're going to be talking about for your crime chat today so uh before we get into my crime chat today we are going to do a sinful spirits cat i want to show you what my sinful spirit is today and that is skinny girl margarita margarita yeah 
It's funny because I've got a margarita style also. I opted for the new Truly margaritas. This one's mango chili. Is it good? Yes. Is it bubbly? You know what? It's not like, it's not as carbonated, which I like. Yeah. As like some of the Trulies that you would get, right? Uh-huh. I mean, you get a little bit of sizzle, but it's not car- that carbonated. It's great. I gotta try it. I gotta try it. Yeah. So I'm gonna pop it open. Let's see if you can hear this. Oh, yeah. Nice pour. Nice pour. Pat, all right, you ready for my story? Oh, I'm ready. I'm so excited. I didn't I didn't read anything. So this story is a legend, uh, or it could be a myth, uh, whatever you want to call it. Many people know of it. It's hard to say if it's real or if it's fake. Okay. Either way, it's quite possibly that it's true. In fact, history has taught us one thing for sure is that there's plenty of evidence of horrific human experiments that have been done all over the of world. Course. Which makes the story even more real. So get yourself ready because you're going to learn about the Russian sleep experiment. (laughs) You know, the fact that it's that it's even Russia wouldn't surprise me so oh yeah so for the purposes of this story let me set the stage 1947 Russia post World War II Soviet Union was led by the Communist Party mm-hmm. they were in power actually from 1922 to 1991 yeah long long time a long time and Joseph Stalin was in power during this time Stalin is widely known as being a cruel leader and a psychopath mm-hmm. he suppressed all opposition to his rule inside of the Communist Party Stalin also created political paranoia and conducted the Great Purge. Have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. He arrested military. He arrested communist members. He arrested ordinary citizens, deeming them an enemy of the state. So they're a criminal. Some were sent to labor camp. Some were sentenced to death. And some of them were subject to classified experiments. Mm-hmm. So the Russian sleep study was a military sanctioned experiment located in a secret Soviet testing facility. They used five prisoners who have been deemed enemies of the state. The age range was somewhere between 18 to 35 years old. The study was led by a group of unethical Soviet researchers who wanted to test the effects of prolonged sleep deprivation for 30 days. Mm, That is a very long time. I would not want to be up for 30 days. No. I would be up for three days. We wouldn't be fun to be around. If successful, they thought they can use their findings during wartime. Now remember, this is after World War II. Mm -hmm. They wanted to learn how to minimize the fatigue that soldiers felt during wartime and reduce their sleep on the battlefield. Bad call, dude. Yeah. Bad call. The researchers promised the five prisoners that they would be freed after 30 days. Five prisoners were placed in a sealed gas chamber altogether. The chamber had one toilet, a desk, some books, enough dried food for 30 days, water, but no beds or pillows. It was just a concrete cold room. This was before closed circuit cameras so the only way they could communicate within the room was a microphone Mm -hmm. and then they had this five inch thick glass window which was like a porthole shaped window that you see on on boats. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that was the only way the researchers can see what was happening inside that room. Hmm. So on day one the researchers locked and sealed the chamber and began to continually pump in this airborne stimulant into the room. Initially everything was fine the subjects kept busy they were reading they were talking however by day four it was noted that they started to talk about the war Mm -hmm. i'm assuming that some of them were pow's Mm -hmm. the general tone of their conversations took a dark turn they seemed to be more agitated 
I know, right? By the fifth day, the researchers began to hear the prisoners whispering to one another. From what they can hear, their discussions continued to get darker and darker in the subject matter. So they're no longer talking like you and I, and I guess mm -hmm. because they, they knew the researchers were listening to everything. Mm -hmm. Well, they say too that like if you don't get enough sleep or if you're up for a certain number of hours, it's equivalent to being drunk. Yeah. So, because if you don't sleep for three days and you go out and drive, mm. you're gonna be swerving all over the place. Mm -hmm. Like your reaction isn't, you're, you're just, you're not there. Yes, so on the ninth day, one subject began to scream uncontrollably for three hours. Three hours? While he was screaming, he was running the length of the chamber. So he was going back and forth, back and forth. Mm -hmm. uh, the man's screams became small squeaks after a while. Although he continued to physically look like he was screaming, the researchers later discovered that he tore his vocal oh my cords. Gosh. After that, he was mute. But the most surprising thing about this was how the others reacted to him. So the other four subjects didn't react at all. Like they mm -hmm. didn't even notice him screaming or running around like crazy. Mm -hmm. On day 10, while the researchers went back to check on them, they discovered that the glass portal window was completely covered with torn pages from the books that they left in the chamber for them. And it was pasted on the window was, were feces. So they were like blocked the window so they couldn't look at it? Yeah, that was the only window in the room. It was on one wall and the prisoners yeah. coated it completely with papers. It, they made it stick it yeah. with feces. So now the researchers cannot see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> That's crazy. At this point, the researchers couldn't see and they noticed that the room fell completely silent. After a few days, now this is day 12, the researchers weren't able to see anything. The, the chamber remained silent with the occasional movement, physically somebody walking past the microphone or something. Mm -hmm. uh, but they could tell that the subjects was still alive because they were gauging the oxygen levels in the room and they could tell okay. that the same five people were still alive. Still breathing, mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Yeah. So on the 14th day, the researchers decided to do something they said they would not do. And I can I could see this because a lot of people who are in research or, or even like journalists, they won't interact with what, they won't engage with what they're observing. So, because they want right. it to be authentic. Authentic, yeah. They decided to go against that. And they said that, you know what, we're going to try to get a reaction from them at this point because we want to make sure that the, the subjects are not vegetables. We don't know what's happening. We're just pumping right. the stimulant in there I mean they could just be on the floor can't see what's happening yeah yeah we know they're breathing but we don't know anything else yeah on the 15th day the researchers announced to the subjects we are opening the chamber to test the microphones that was their excuse to come in uh they told them step away from the door lie flat on the floor or you will be shot compliance will earn one of you immediate freedom they got a response and to their surprise they heard a calm voice respond to them and say we know no longer want to be free. Sure. Stockholm syndrome. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Now the chamber was completely flushed out of the stimulant gas and fresh air was pumped in. Mm -hmm. Over the microphone, the subjects began to object. They began to beg and plead. They would say things like, for the life of loved ones, turn the gas back on. What does that mean? Like, for the love of God, please. That or, you know what I was thinking? Like, when I was going over the story, I'm like, well, maybe they felt their aggression or they felt that they were dangerous and they wanted to contain themselves and they felt like okay, they sure. could hurt some. Oh, I don't know. Like, it was just the researchers proceeded with their plan. They opened the chamber door to see what the hell was going on at that point. Mm -hmm. 
a researcher and two military armed guards entered the chamber unaware of what they were about to witness they discovered that out of the five subjects four were alive one was found dead on the floor cause of death was unclear at this point but it looked like he was ripped to shreds gutted skin pulled off and muscle exposed wow yeah okay the researchers noticed that there was blood and water that was accumulated on the floor because what they realized is that the four remaining subjects were taking pieces of the deceased subject ripping pieces of flesh off of him and shoving it in the drain Mm, incoherent yeah they're incoherent they're incoherent (laughs) exactly yeah yeah. Oh my gosh. And that wasn't the most horrific discovery, Cat. Four subjects had mutilated themselves and were in the process of still doing so. This included they were currently disemboweling themselves. They were tearing off their own flesh. They were ripping into their muscles all the way down to the bone. And the and the researchers and the officers literally were observing them doing this to themselves. Wow. Four test subjects had injuries around the abdomen. The organs below the rib cage had been removed. So they're like literally like ripping into them their own skin? Yeah. They're ripping into their stomach area like their abdomen below the ribcage. Yeah, and they weren't out of food. They weren't out of water. Nope, everything was still there. Mm. Now, while the heart, the lungs, and the diaphragm remained in place on the subjects, the skin, most of the muscles attached to the ribs had been ripped off, exposing the lungs and the ribcage. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's something out of like... And they were they were still alive? Oh, uh, yes! It's Hellraiser level shit going on. Have you ever seen that movie Hellraiser? Yeah. 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 This is what's happening. Okay. All the extracted organs were laying on the floor. Because remember, they also had organs that they were removing. Right. And one of them was the digestive tract. So the intestines that sit like those smaller and lower intestines were laid out on the floor. And the researchers could see that the intestines, because they were still connected to the patients. I was going to say they probably were just out. They weren't necessarily like dissected from the body, but just like out. And the researchers made a note that they could tell that they were still functioning. And one of the officers were like, oh my God, they're eating their flesh. Like that's what the intestines are are still functioning because they're eating their own flesh. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Story's crazy. Okay. So now to everyone's surprise, the subjects put up a fierce fight in the process of being removed from this chamber. One of the Russian soldiers died from having his throat ripped out when he went into the room to kind of escort one of the subjects out. This guy went at him, took by his hand, took his, yeah, and ripped it out. Oh my God. Another one, another officer was gravely injured because a, a subject ripped off his testicles with his mouth. With his mouth? Yeah. These people were rabbit. Like, they were just... Yeah, they were, uh, mm. like, cavemen. Like... Yeah, animalistic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I know. Wow. Another five of the soldiers lost their lives. If you count the ones that committed suicide weeks after this event, it was so just horrific. I can I, I don't even know. I don't even know what they... Oh, my Lord. Mm. The medical staff attempted to sedate them, but it was impossible. So the first subject was injected with 10 times the human dose with morphine and still Mm. fighted like a cornered animal. I feel that because, well, maybe not like to that extent. I had meningitis Mm -hmm. once. Well, I've had it a couple times. But the last time I had it, um, 
the first dose of morphine they tried, they gave me, didn't touch it. Really? Yeah. It wasn't until the second dose that I started to feel some relief. Yeah. Wow. Oh my god. It was horrible. But anyways, it, you just said it, ten times though the human dose. That's insane. Yeah. I had just had like two times. <laughs> <laughs> so now the first subject. So there. Remember, there's four living subjects. Okay. Right. They attempted. Right. To put one under morphine, they could not do it. He's still screaming because all of them at this point, the four of them are screaming bloody murder while they're removing them from the chamber. The next subject, they realize his organs were outside of his body and he was bleeding out. They they were, I guess, monitoring his heartbeat. He died, but his heart was beating and then stopped, but his screaming continued for another three minutes. After his heart stopped? After heart stopped, yeah. Whoa. This is believable if you think about it. If you think about what they're pumping into them, this stimulant, you don't know what it could really do, so. Yes, oh my yes, Ugh. yes, yes. But the living subjects the entire time were yelling out to the doctors. They were like, more, please, more. We need more, like more of the stimulant. More, like more, more. Mm, no, they wanted more of the gas. Like they, they didn't like being outside of that room. Oh, okay. At this point, the three remaining subjects, because that one died, were heavily restrained and moved into an operating room. So now the doctors are like, we're going to operate. We're going to patch these guys back up because they're alive and kind of try to monitor what's going on. All of them demanded mm -hmm. to stay awake. They did not want to fall asleep. The surgical team started to place the organs back into the subjects. He fought against the restraints, but the sedative did not work. Once again, it didn't matter what they pumped into them. I think the stimulant that they gave them for 15 days at this point, they were OD. They they were overdosed on this stimulant. Other drugs probably aren't going to function the same. Do you, do you know what the stimulant was? Do we know what it what it was at the end of the chat i have a hint okay we'll talk about it later yeah at this point they were they were trying to help them they were trying to keep them alive mm -hmm. one because of their research they would fight against the restraint they're tied up on a hospital bed and at this point they stopped giving them sedatives it wouldn't work they were wide awake and they were screaming the entire time so no matter of anesthesia nope nope mm -mm. wow the surgical nurse said that the doctors ended up just continuing with the surgery without anesthesia so okay. now they're cutting that they're cutting into them they're stitching them they're doing all the stuff and these people have no anesthesia she said yeah. that one of the subjects looked at her and was staring at her so intently and then he started to form his mouth started to curve and then he forms this evil grin while he was staring at her he yelled out keep cutting to the doctor who was operating on him that is freaking creepy i know all the subjects were operated on to minimize the bleeding because at this point they're just trying to make sure they don't die yeah. the surgical team noted that it was hard for them to operate while the subjects continuously laughed so they were laughing they were staying awake they were screaming all this stuff they were just it was crazy after the surgery the researcher asked why they wanted to be given the gas again and they stated in unison we must remain awake. Mm. They all said the same thing. We must stay awake. We must stay awake. All the subjects exhibited real extreme strength. Were Once again, had the ability to stay awake and alive with these injuries. You rip somebody's intestines out. I mean, come on. How do you stay alive? Whatever stimulant is in them is taking over. Maybe it's like, um, like mutated yeah. cells or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But they they just wanted to do one thing and that was stay awake. They needed to stay awake. Now, 
before they went in, were they told we're going to keep you awake? They were told that you do the study. It's sleep dep- deprivation. You have to stay awake for 30 days in a controlled environment. And then after you're done, you're free. So maybe because they were so fixated on the fact that they were going to be freed, but they just had to stay awake. You know what? I'm not sure. But at this point, I'll be honest with you. I believe it. Sure. There are stories that, to me, are much scarier than this that are documented. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, just keep that in mind, chatters, because this this shit, it's it's scary, but I believe it. Yeah. One of the subjects, because now there's three surviving subjects, one of them fell asleep on his table, on his bed, and he immediately died mm-hmm. the minute he fell asleep. Mm. The EEG monitors that they attached to all the subjects, they were showing that they were having these short, reoccurring moments of brain death. So they were experiencing brain death over and over and over again. Like they were stuck in this cycle. Oh, wow. I know. It's it's crazy. They did their best to patch up the two remaining subjects. However, the military official that was present at the time ordered the surviving two subjects to return to the gas chamber with the stimulant for further study. Mm, hell no. I think he liked what he saw. Think about war. And you're sending these people out on a battlefield. Sure. Yeah, and he liked what he saw. And they're expendable. Bastard. This was against the will of the researchers. Either way, they had to do what he said. Uh, they brought the two remaining subjects back into the chamber. The subjects were screaming. And it was unclear at this point if the subjects were screaming in pain, withdrawal, or because of madness. Like, they... They had no idea. Uh, But they were demanding that the gas be turned back on and that the chamber be sealed shut. So that's the only thing. They didn't care if you were operating on them, if you were cutting them up. Give me the gas. That's basically what they were saying. Give me the gas, yeah. While bringing the subjects back into the chamber, the military commander ordered one of the researchers, so now they're in the room, bringing these subjects back in. And, you know, a couple of the researchers and the officers were in there trying to transport them back into the chamber. The uh, military commander said, close the chamber, and he wanted to leave one officer and one researcher in there with the subjects. The officer who was stuck in the chamber, he immediately drew his gun and killed the commander who was about to leave the room, giving this order. Uh, And then he killed the mute subject, the guy that started screaming in the beginning. The researcher that was the guy that was supposed to stay behind with him, he ended up escaping the room, but he closed the door on his way out, locking that officer that was like trying to save himself in the room with the remaining subject. Mm -hmm. The terrified officer screamed out that he did not want to be locked in a room with a monster that can no longer be called human. The researcher observing through the window, because remember at this point with everything going on being locked in the room, you still have a team of researchers looking into the porthole size window. One of the researchers right. went on the microphone and said, what are you to the subject? In a whisper. The last subject that was in the room. Yeah. The subject identified himself as plural, almost like he was speaking for all the, the dead subjects. He said, we are the inherent evil inside a human mind that is kept in check by the act of sleeping. What? I know, I got chills. <laughs> Creepy AF. The trapped officer shot the prisoner in the heart, and with his dying breath, the subject muttered the final words, so nearly free. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the Russian sleep. (laughs) That's it? That's all? That's all? That is a well-known 
story. We don't know if it's fact or fiction, but I'll tell you right now through this research, there are some true stories that are documented that are a lot worse than this, which makes me believe that this story is plausible. Mm-hmm. You have you know that drug they administer to uh people like the truth serum. The truth serum has also had some side mm-hmm. effects like this. Okay. I mean, what if you were pumped with the truth serum for 15 days straight? Nothing else. What would happen to you? I mean, you? you probably would go a little crazy. Yeah. You might start to rip your organs out. The story became popular on a site called Creepy Pasta. Have you heard of it? Yeah. Creepy Pasta is a really good site. Mm-hmm. It is between fact and fiction. So you can see a lot of stories that may, you know, like Slender Man mm-hmm. is on there. But they also include stories that are very plausible mm-hmm. and very believable. And this is one of them. And I'm going to show you some pictures and some illustrations that the guy who wrote the story had. And it's uh, it'll keep you up at night. I would love more than nothing else for this to be completely fucking false. I know. But I have a feeling that it, something like this yeah. probably has happened. We are well aware of the cruelty and intent of mm-hmm. the Russian, yeah. not all Russians, but the Russian mentality, the Russian government, the Russian mentality. Soviet Union. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I want it to be false, but I just, I have that feeling that it's probably not. Oh my God. So. Good God. Oh, sorry. So that's my sinful spirit story. <laughs> and you know what? Sinful spirits are not really rooted in truth or fi- it could be fact or fiction, but it, I'm going to bring you a story that, you know what? Yeah. Fucking Hellraiser level shit. That is insane. Wow. I, this is why we're drinking during this episode because the story's fucked up, girl. I really don't know what to say. <laughs> it is fucked up. It is fucked up. Good God. I mean, I can see that. I mean, in, so post-World War II, that era, mm-hmm. I can see whether that would be yeah. plausible in doing human experiments to try and see how when the next war happens we can defeat our enemy military background in me obviously i have that understanding but it's just like it's so out there and we already have documented evidence that this has happened even in america like we have stories of uh, there's a story called jacob's ladder soldiers were experimented Mm -hmm. on during the vietnam war in order to kind of hone in on their Mm -hmm. brutal instinct to fight. There are real stories that, you know what? what, And I think if if we told one of those documented stories that have gone to court and and people have uh, been charged with war crimes, probably be freakier than what we just spoke about. Sure, I could totally see that. Yeah. Because we don't want to leave you hanging, chatters, there's going to be more information that I'm going to put I'm going to put out there on the after that crime chat. Please do. <laughs> I want to see these pictures. I want to see your, you know, your mm-hmm. resources and everything like that. Like I am wow. I'm just like this is crazy. Yeah. It's a good sinful spirit. So after that crime chat is only available on Patreon. Don't forget you can follow us with Crime Chat with Nat and Cat on any of the socials facebook instagram youtube twitter we're on tiktok now Uh um so you can get some good previews into the episodes that we have coming up subscribe to our patreon bonus episodes behind the scenes bloopers check out some merch in the works get some free merch girls yes boys listeners chatters yes yes be sure to check out our next episode so this episode the next one is a chatter request i can't wait and i cannot wait i'm so excited thanks for listening chatters see you guys later see you on the next crime chat bye